Hello, and welcome to Fresh Press for September 1st, 2021. My name is Gabe. And my name is Andrew. This is a show about music where we talk about songs that we've listened to, and also we do that from different continents. Different continents. In a precarious sort of technological setup that will hopefully lead to uh, a listenable episode tomorrow. It's pretty unknown. I think this microphone should work fairly well, but oh boy, we're really hacking this one together. I'm using two different phones to make this recording happening, so um, I hope I feel that... like what's going to happen is your recording is going to be fine, and then mine's going to be messed up, so then we still can't put out the episode. Yeah, inevitably, that's what we're heading for, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, we have a show for you, the first one in almost two months. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do things a little bit differently for the next few months because as Andrew has alluded to, I am currently in Europe, um, which makes recording a weekly podcast quite difficult, but we still want to- Yeah, they don't have weeks over there. Yeah, it's actually just in 10-day increments, which really makes syncing up the Tuesdays difficult because, you know, my Tuesday only happens like every so often with your Tuesday. And those 10-day increments, they call those meters, right? (laughs) So we're going to do a podcast um, monthly for the next several months, uh, possibly until December, possibly until March. We'll keep you posted on the Twitter, but um, we're going to try to cover some new music exclusively from the last month. For this episode, it'll include some of July as well, of course, but hopefully we can provide you with some insights to what we've been listening to and give you a reasonable show. Yeah, let's do it. Well, Andrew, do you want to tell us about one of the two new songs you've listened to over the whole last month? Yes, I've only listened to two new songs, but I I feel like I made good choices out of those two new songs. So the first one is uh, by a band called Gabbo, off a uh, self-titled EP that came out on August 6th, a few weeks ago. And this track is entitled Honey in Your Eyes. Waking up and sleeping, breathing feels entirely new. Cause all I ever wanted was to be this close to you. Let's care about each other since we both are. So just to be clear here, Andrew, the songs you've chosen are just about you missing me, right? Like Gabo is pretty close to just Gabe. Yeah, and we'll get to the this the next one is even closer. <laughs> um No. I picked two really good songs. And look, I only listened to two songs. So it's like, I didn't know what they were going to be like before I listened to them. That's true. Just pure happenstance. Just pure happenstance. I love this song. Yeah, it's great. Um, Gabo is Gabrielle Franks. Um, This is, um, I think her debut EP, like on an actual uh, little indie label, although she has some odds and ends on Bandcamp. Uh, as as many people do. But this uh, little uh, four-track EP uh, just came out earlier this month, and it's, well, when you're listening to this, last month, and it's really excellent. Yeah, I just appreciate, I think, how wholesome this song is. <laughs> yeah. 
like we're so used to getting love songs that are usually about love ending or the difficulties of that happening and not like the moment where love. yeah yeah the usual i think maybe it's easier to write about uh, a song or like write about a situation where things went south you know there's more like tension in the song craft or whatever who knows but this is like the moment where it all goes right it's really nice why did you choose this specific song off the ep what drew you to this one I love a song that like builds up and like layers and layers uh, more different aspects, but also just more of the same aspects. So like with all the oohs that happen in the song, all the like little ooh interlude chorus, whatever you want to call it things, um, they get like more and more ooh as the as the song goes on. And I just love a song that does that, that that finds something really great and then uh, builds builds upon it um in a way that is still like still draws you in um yeah i think i like that as like a phrase for all songs that do that we can just call them like building the ooh i don't think that's good no you don't you don't think that's good that one it doesn't have a good ring to it no i also think that's just i think it might just be called minimalism is what i'm describing (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say i got elements of minimalism from this where you get a lot of repetition um with the slight changes you know that is characteristic of that specific genre um when we talk about it i think in a more academic sense rather than a general like oh there's only like two instruments here um yeah i mean there's really just like one vocal melody is i mean it's it's like every line and all of the ooze and there's some some of that vocal melody that's in the instruments as well. And it's just repeated again and again, um, you know, popped up the octave and then changed a little bit on the ends of every line or um, rhythmically changed a little bit uh, in the middles of lines. But um, it's just that one melody that, that like drives the whole song. And I just, I just love that. Well, and I also think, I mean, you know, I I feel like, listen, it's been a long time since we've done an episode, so I have to do sort of my trademark, like, read way too far into this song. Sure, naturally. I think taking that, like, one melody and, like, repeating it again and again, there's, there's changes we just said, but uh, it really focuses on that one thing. That's a, that's a lovely little line that she just repeats that. I think maybe that sort of represents, like, your like falling in love with someone and you're very and you're falling in mutual love with someone that's an important part of this and you're just like so excited to like spend time with this person just to be around them um you're just focused on this one thing um and so you have this one line that is is enough right now like that's it's more than enough you just you you can't uh move away from it because you just uh, are enjoying it so much. You keep reminding me that you're completely mine and that I'm fine. I think there's a lot of really good uh, lyrics on this EP as well. In one of the other songs, there's a line, if you'd come back home, then we could fuck about it, which is a great line. <laughs> I loved from this specific song, um, the 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 line, uh, like, it's 
chill and cool and nice, which yeah. is like a specific sort of maybe late millennial Gen Z understatement of like when you think something's really great, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that'd be really chill and cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's also, oh, God, I wish I had written down what the what the lyric was. But right before the title, the titular line, which I love, finally you're seeing me with honey in your eyes. Uh, it's a beautiful line, but it is immediately preceded by like rolling up a fat one with all these other guys, which is fucking <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, right. That's that's exactly it. Yeah, it's uh, just a really that's that's true of of this whole uh, all of all of her music is that it's, it seems like there's a, there's a really great uh, there's a great juxtaposition of like Gen Z millennial Twitter like humor and then just like really beautiful lines like finally you're seeing me with honey in your eyes is poetically beautiful like rhythmically beautiful and conceptually beautiful and the way that it it's like the fifth line in a verse here so it, it feels like just like this little further extension of the same um of this of this like thrust of this song it's it's just so beautiful and it comes right after rolling up a big fat wall. I can't remember what that line is, but it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm sure you'll cut that specific bit in. European cars and I've been drinking dirty chives. Rolling a big thick one up with all these other guys. Finally you're seeing me with honey in your eyes. Gabe, what do you have up first? Um, I think I'm going to go with this song from Laura Stevenson's self-titled album that just came out in August called Moving Cars. Nothing creeps like measure time Nothing brings you to your knees Quite like it when it's right The shaking ground Won't spare you back out No ringing bells And we can only blame ourselves You've sort of taken on the burden this episode of bringing the sad acoustic song for us. Yeah, I really have, haven't I? <laughs> Both songs are not exactly upbeat that I've chosen here. As opposed to yours, which are at least like optimistic it seems yeah um so laura stevenson is um a solo singer songwriter um out of long island this is her sixth solo record full-length album lp thing um so naturally this is the album that she's going to just title after herself yeah so she, she's had a history in music before being a solo artist she was part of a punk collective for a few years, which you don't get on this oh, album at all. No. But, um, that collective was called Bomb the Music Industry. Okay. But this album <clears throat> has sort of progressed her style and ideas forward um, in conjunction with some major personal changes, which maybe is the reason why she decided this one is going to be the self-titled one. Um, so there are two big events that sort of color the album over the like from her life one of them is she had a baby correct she had nice. a baby 
That's why there's a baby on the front of the album cover that she's holding. <laughs> Got it in one. Although, although to be fair, when she wrote and recorded this album, I think she was merely pregnant. I think the baby merely came. pregnant. That is normally how I describe pregnant people: merely pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but the other uh, is a little bit less um, positive in that. A loved one in her circle experienced uh, some near-death experience, experienced an experience, and she assumed like a major caretaking and recovery role for that person. Now, I would love to be more specific, but she has chosen in her interviews to keep the details of this specific incident and person private, so that's as much as I can tell you, but those two elements, I think both really play in this specific song, Moving Cars, which to me is like very sad that the, 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 like the title is based off this idea of like, do you think that I'm the person who like jumps out of moving cars? Do you think that I'm reckless like that? And how maybe does that relate to who I am as like now this like dual caretaker of both a new child and also of this other person who needs my support to recover from this traumatic experience that um, I can't say more about. And that's a pretty powerful idea and the really intense juxtaposition of like the roles of mother and you know caretaker for an adult presumably in the face of those I love my sort who's jumping out a sort of moving cars I'm wide awake under but Andrew, in sort of an unusual twist, I think, in this choosing this song, what really caught me was actually like the specific lyrical lines. Really? Which is very unusual. So, yeah. um, but it starts like I, I think the first line of the song is so arresting and it just like holds you in place, um, which is the line is nothing creeps like measured time. Which, especially in the context of music, which hmm. um, is a fits pretty squarely in that box of measured time, um, like holds a lot of poignancy. And of course, we're all familiar, like intimately, with this idea of watching the clock slowly tick around while waiting for something, or 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 watching the days tick by. Yeah, and I mean, I this this song is. I don't know how long is it? it doesn't it feels long i don't know that it's actually that long but i i feel like it has this sort of like simmering like waiting i don't know there's like a patience but also a simmering impatience you know <laughs> yeah i think i think the way i feel about this song is that there's like a very intense emotional thread that runs underneath the whole thing like underneath the song but also underneath like a presented like tenderness maybe of trying to be 
that 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 ideal of a caretaker if we can again take the analysis slightly too far um but there are moments when like her vocals and the emotion of her vocals really burst through that mask or facade of it's okay i i, I can do this like i'm chill and cool and nice you know and there are so many other beautiful elements of this song like instrumentally that work well listen i love strings but i think really well done strings can replicate or reflect that same idea of like intensity with like bursting or like sustained intensity with bursting because something that strings do very well is sustain sound rather yeah. than be very percussive um, and that contrasts well with I think this very clear leap like produced and recorded guitar and if I told you that I needed it to The other song I want to talk about is by Samia uh, from the Scout EP that came out on July 23rd, and this song is entitled Show Up. I want to get out ahead of this. I'm sure, Gabe, you're distracted enough by, you know, the museums and uh, healthcare and whatever over there um, that you probably didn't notice this. But actually, I have fully cheated with the song because this uh, track came out before uh, the EP did and the uh, original single release of the track was in June. But who cares? This is a free form episode where I'm, I, I want to talk about this EP and uh, off of the CP, I really want to talk about the song. So fuck you, Gabe. Um, it's okay, Andrew. It's all made up for by the fact that, yet again, you couldn't help but sneak a reference to my name in this song. Yes, I wrote this song, uh, and I've put your name in here. Um, so Samia is uh, Samia Finnerty, who uh, is the daughter of Kathy and Jimmy, the actress. So that's cool. Uh, what? Yeah, her mom is Kathy and Jimmy, like from Hocus Pocus. Uh, well, that's a um, man. Small world, or maybe is it? Is it a small maybe world? Not. <laughs> I don't know that that makes that qualifies as a small world. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, Samia is really fucking excellent, and um. I she she put out her debut full-length album last year entitled The Baby and I didn't listen to it until this year. Um and that's why it's not at the top of my t- 2020 albums of the year. And that's pretty much the only reason why because I literally didn't hear it until after the year was over. Um, it's an incredible. We both album. had that experience, which is yeah. something somewhat shocking to me. Um, I, and I listen to slightly more like popular music than you do, which I would definitely throw that album under. Um, but I totally missed it, 
And I think you pointed out to me, you're like, you really need to listen to this album. And likewise, it has become one of my favorite albums of 2020 now halfway through 2021. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh, it's an incredible album. You should listen to it. There's also this year. This is actually what caused me to listen to the baby is in January. She put out the baby reimagined, which was a full, I think, in reverse order. Yeah. Like cover set of covers of uh the songs from the baby and had people who whose albums were on my 2020 list like christian lee hudson and and jimmy lee like it was I, I saw this was like oh shit why have i not listened to this album if all of these people whose music i love clearly enjoyed it enough to cover it and then i listened to uh the original and was uh, astounded anyway that's enough about the baby because it's not 2020 anymore it's 2021 and Samia has uh, put out an EP entitled Scout. Uh, it's just four tracks because I love I love me some four track EPs. Yeah. And uh, one of them's a cover, but uh, this is not. This is Show Up, and it's um, beautiful. Samia, I think, is a master of this sort of emotional singer songwritery pop thing. Like it's the the aesthetics are very poppy. Um, and then the there's a lot of um, just really powerful emotion behind the writing and also like deft poeticism. But then she also like writes a really good chorus and sings a really good chorus, you know? Yeah, she has like the it of a great pop vocalist. Yes, she does. While also having sort of the songwriting sensibilities of all your favorite indie artists. Yes. I, I remember you saying when you listened to The Baby Reimagined like several months ago, like how that opened your eyes to the original record by letting you refocus on the songwriting, kind of independent yeah. of her pop production. Um, and that's always stuck with me. And it's something that comes through, I think, on this song as well. Like, I, I really hear how elegant her songwriting is, but also it's like her songs bang. You know? Yeah, yeah. She has this like it's like she has this like fuck yeah emotional sad pop happiness. Yes, <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. Very very eloquent. This song is about me. Um, yes, it, it does. In the in one of the verses, there's a there's a line about driving with Gabe. Uh, that's that's about Gabe Goodman, who is um, a musician who she's who she's friends with. I don't know Gabe Goodman at all. Yeah, neither do I. But I mean, now that she's mentioned him in the song, I'm gonna go listen to his music. I guess. Um, she also mentions Muna in here, who I do who I do know. They they signed a Satisfactory. Uh, earlier this year but this is another like like wholesome song like honey in your eyes in a different way in like a friends and family kind of way instead of a romantic love kind of way the the chorus nothing could ever stop my ass from showing up to sing another song for the people i love it's just so good it's so good again because it does like 
well, this thing, like, so well that we were talking about, like, it's a beautiful, poetic, several lines. Mm-hmm. And it also just, like, hits really hard in the song. And it's, like, wrapped up in this sort of reverb-drenched production that is excellent. Yeah. And it also has has a curse word in it. So that's cool. Oh, is ass a curse word? I feel like we've moved past that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's not... It's not but, you know? Sure. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it has this, like, that's part of the, like, fuck yeah kind of vibe to it, you know? But, like, she can, she has, you're right, she has, like, the it that allows her to, like, weave in the word ass into this very, like, sincerely emotional uh, line that gives it this air of fuck yeah while also being like hey i love my friends and my my parents <laughs> which is just very a very sweet sentiment All right, Gabe, what do you got? What's your second song? Yeah, this is another sad one, folks. This is Darker Than Death from Indigo D'Souza. <laughs> it's just so funny. Uh, her record, Any Shape You Take. You were darker than death when I spoke to you Yeah, so this is Indigo's second full-length record. Um, She's based out of Asheville, um, where I've seen her actually primarily described as a guitarist. I mean, there's some good guitar on here. And yeah, that's maybe what I want to start with. The guitar on this is great, and uh, like I love like the opening, like rhythmic sequences, and um, there's an interview I found with her on like. I don't know, with some magazine, like Guitarist Magazine or something like that, where they ask her what is like the one effect pedal you can't live without. (laughs) I've seen interviews they've done before. They always ask this question. I actually think it's a pretty interesting question. Like, they're like, oh, what like weird, nerdy technical thing drives some of your your style? Um, And, you know, you get all sorts of things. Um, If you were the edge, you would get like a delay pedal, right? Of course. But Mm -hmm. she just says distortion, like like just like the idea of distorting the guitar sound and creating all that fuzz is so important. And I think that's marvelously demonstrated on this song. If I hadn't listened to her music, I'd be like, okay, whatever. It feels like a lazy answer. But I feel like she makes a really good use of distortion on this whole album. She just like, you know, anyone can turn on the distortion and be like, now I sound hardcore, but she like actually knows how to use it and, and does it deftly. Yeah. And has like a good sense of how music becomes noise becomes music sort of thing. Right. Mm, Like where those lines are. That's a fucking episode title. (laughs) 
of where those that's, lines that's your, are. That's the title of your memoir, How Music Becomes Noise Becomes Music. Yes, if I were any good at actually making music, then perhaps. But sadly, I'm merely a commentator on occasion. Or maybe not sadly. I think I prefer that, to be honest. Uh, but it, it's just like, yeah, I think deftly is a great way of putting it, Andrew. It's the difference between being technically good at your instrument and being like a musician, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, when you say, when we say like deftly and elegantly, like the way that she uses it, it doesn't mean like delicately, like this song and others on this album, like fucking rip. It's just that she knows exactly how to use it. You know, it's not like she's just like only using it sparingly. It's like, no, she fucking leans into it. Right. And it works well. This song is all about sort of like creeping building anxiety. Yeah. Like this idea, I think that, everybody has had of being like oh shit did i fuck up uh did i fuck up come on and then being like oh i fucked up like i really (laughs) fucked up and then yeah like you can imagine how that is mimicked with the guitars was it something i said dear darling i'm sorry i never meant to This album is so good. It's so good. And um, one of those albums that feels really genreless too, maybe in part because we're so used to guitars being so prominent on much of the music we listen to. But she does well to like really blend ideas from like, you know, our indie folk ideas to hardcore punk stylings. This album just came out this past weekend. I was on a long drive with my dad and we got like halfway through this album. I was really enjoying it. And then we got to like the midpoint of the song Real Pain where it just mm. like goes fucking nuts and there's just like noise for a full like 40 seconds. And yeah. my dad was like, okay, you need to change. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I know you're trying to listen to this stuff for for the podcast, but you do need to put on something that I is that is a little more palatable. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe fair warning there. Um, but worth yeah. getting through. The whole album's great if you can. Right, I mean, through. worth and worth. Like, I don't want to minimize that. I'm someone who enjoys that kind of thing. Like, worth experiencing that part as a component of the whole. Like, that's not just like a oh yeah, you have to struggle through this minute of of screaming. It's like no, that is part of the whole like arc of the song and also arc of the album that I think is really valuable. Andrew, we haven't released an episode in like seven, eight weeks, whatever. Um, obviously, there's been a majillion albums released. Maybe it was good. Actually, July and August is sort of a slow time normally anyway. Um, 
So I, I really wanted to know what your thoughts are on the new Kanye album. Didn't listen to it. Have seen a lot of tweets about how bad it is. <laughs> yeah, I also haven't listened to it. That one was sadly not making the cut. I'll, somebody can play that for me in 2022. Well, what have you listened to? What have you enjoyed? Um, I enjoyed, surprising nobody, I uh, loved the album from Runner, which came out on uh, July 16th. It's called Always Repeating. has a lot of songs that I've heard before from various Runner releases. Um, I don't remember what Runner song I brought to this podcast at some point, but I think that's on there probably, but I can't remember, so I don't know. Um, but the point is, it's a, it's a lovely album. Um, and uh, he's opening for Skull Crusher in December in Philly, and I am looking forward to seeing some of those songs uh, performed there. Laura Marling is back in my favorite albums list of this year um, with a record that she did with Mike Lindsay called Animal under the under the moniker Lump. That's L-U-M-P, all caps. Mm-hmm. Um, which to me is like basically like imagine you took Laura Marling's vocals and her lyrical excellence and threw them over some less folky. <laughs> music um which actually maybe is how i prefer it i have to work that one out still um and you get (laughs) animal uh just like excellent lyricism her mix of like observational uh humor there's a lot there's a lot of songs about like airplane food and stuff uh like uh, her observational skills as a lyricist are excellent and she is very good at throwing in the little biting piece um the sardonicism and i I just really like that album animal um a release from uh my favorite hometown label lamo uh shadowland from golden apples came out on july 23rd golden apples is formally called cherry i believe um and this uh, announced golden apples (laughs) yeah well, I think Cherry was a little too generic. Golden Apples is like, I'm surprised that there hasn't already been a band called Golden Apples, but I don't know. Uh, anyway, the point is, uh, this is like a huge album. It's like an hour and a half long. Uh, it's great. Um, it goes a lot of different places. It's very cool. I recommend it. I almost did a double Asheville songs on this podcast, but I left yeah. the album from Wednesday titled oh. Twin Plagues to this section um it's a little bit uh like edgier and darker in terms of production style um there's like punky elements all over it that i really like but there's a specific really sad song on it that i want to highlight for everybody which is called um ghost of a dog which is the last song on the album um and if you have ever had a pet that has passed away um this one is gonna resonate i feel like you could have done a double Asheville, but it's like the triple Asheville is where you like could like break your neck right one of the albums that i've been anticipating in the year 2021 uh came out on july 30th that's private space from duran jones and the indications uh it's very good it's a lot like funkier than the more soulful uh albums from in the past from duran jones and also i think like sort of notable in this is that 
Every song is credited Duran Jones and the Indications and Aaron Fraser, who is the drummer and also one of the vocalists and also put out an album that I really enjoyed in January. So I hope that's just like because I want to link together two projects and not because he's imminently departing Duran Jones because I really enjoy both his solo stuff and also like this this funkier album uh, from the whole group. Andrew deftly alerted me to the release of Woman on the Internet by Orla Gartland, um, which is pretty much as in my wheelhouse of music as you can land these days. Uh, <laughs> um, with like the pop punk female vocalist, the, that whole thing. Um, there's some really amazing songs on the album. Highlight for me is Codependency about two thirds of the way through. But the the opening couple songs are just like bangers and will make everybody remember a specific era of music in the mid 2000s, just modernized and with um, a reminder that you're nothing special. A little more on brand for me than either of the two songs that I brought this week uh, is Lorcan O'Reilly's Marriage Material, which came out um, on August 20th. That's the sad, quiet, um, acoustic guitar, like indie folk vibes. And uh, the last track on there is is so beautiful and also is framed around the song If I Could Only Fly by Blaze Foley, which is a song that I enjoy and have also written a song <laughs> framed around that song. So, um, yeah, I really uh, clicked with with this album. Now, that's the song from Rocky, right? If I Could Only Fly. Okay, that's pretty good. I really enjoyed, like a, a, I guess I would call it a classical music record from Max Richter, um, who people might know as sort of a more experimental piano player that I thought was like very interesting um, and performed along with the Baltic Sea Philharmonic called Exiles. Um, there's some really beautiful like arrangements of some of his earlier stuff and just like incredible clarinet solos um i would recommend checking out max richter if you're interested in like more ambient piano driven music in general um but this is like nice orchestral renditions of a similar style yeah i like that album too it gave me a better appreciation for max richter because i've just sort of known him as like sort of a, a like a modern like sleep sleep piano guy like him yeah. and Desno Halloran are just like you know you, you turn on one of those like algorithm radio things for like Debussy and you end up getting just a bunch of their stuff that is really intended to be ambient music as opposed to like people use it for ambient music um, but this really gave me a better appreciation for him as a, as a composer uh, it was really cool yeah, I did listen to a lot of Max Richter while I was studying for finals throughout college. Yeah. Um, Gabe, could you um, sound the alarm, please? There it is. Uh, Keaton Henson came out with an EP this weekend. Um, you know, I really feel like we did I the Keaton it. Henson alarm originally because I, it was like surprising that he put out, he was going to put out an album of like of songs because in yeah. 2017 he sort of like quit music 
yeah, and then he put out some like an- some instrumental stuff, and then he put out an album last year, and he just put out a pretty long EP this weekend. So like, uh, we can probably retire the alarm. He's he's here to stay. Um, but this is a gorgeous EP. It's incredibly sad and beautiful. Um, there's a song with Julian Baker. You can imagine very sad and beautiful, and it ends with a song about um, a funeral for a friend. So it's really Keaton Henson back in in full force, and uh, it's it's lovely. Um, I wanted to make sure we cover some bigger records, Andrew. I don't know what our intention is here, but one of those I wanted to point out is "Loving in Stereo" from Jungle, um, just like laden with funk and R and B influences. Um, really fun album to listen to. Just so groovy, so good. Um, yeah, and worth checking out. I don't feel the need to cover bigger releases. I loved an album from Snowy Band. That's the name of the band. Is Snowy Band? Okay. Um, it's called it's called Alternate Endings. Um, it's a really great like indie rock album. It was uh, it kept sort of surprising me with with how much I liked it. The more and more I listened to it. Um, Angel Olsen put out an EP that I really liked. People know Angel yeah, Olsen. Yeah, of like but... all 80s covers. It's great. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's called Isles. Um, Forever Young to close the album is yeah. is excellent. She really draws out the original for an extra couple of minutes and it works well. The Safety Dance also makes the cut. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was an album called History of a Feeling by Maddie Diaz that also came out this week. Some of the songwriting is a little bit of on the more like poppier side, which is not really the kind of songwriting that I like, but her vocals are amazing. And there's some really, really beautiful songs from that. Like one of the only reasons that I didn't bring the song Man in Me, uh, which is the second track on the album, is just this like beautiful, heartbreaking song with incredible vocals from her. I mean, I just I wanted to talk about two EPs that I enjoyed through and through. Um, And not all of this album hit for me, but it's really uh, lovely and you should definitely check it out. Dark Side released their second album and first since 2013's Psychic at the end of July. It's called Spiral. And if you like like prog rock and sort of nods towards deep house and trance music, um, they are a go-to. I used to play cuts from Psychic all the time on my radio show in college which regularly was held from midnight to 2 a.m which is a good time for this kind of music um i lied i do want to talk about a bigger release and that's big red machine how long do you think it's gonna last which uh came out this weekend has you know taylor swift on a couple songs i feel like we heard most of the tracks ahead of time as singles that seems to be the way that justin vernon does music now is he's like i'm putting out an album here's all of the songs in each week leading up to the release um, but there's some really great stuff that we hadn't heard, um, including the song Birch, which has Taylor Swift on it, um, but isn't the single Renegade that came out earlier and I think is uh, one of the best songs on the album. It's certainly my mom's favorite song on the album, so that's saying something. I think it's also my favorite song on the album. Okay, three for three. But in general... I didn't adore this album as much as I was hoping I was going to. To me, yeah. my favorite songs were mostly the songs that were released early as singles, specifically the opening track, Latter Days with Nice yeah. Mitchell, I think is really spectacular. And I also 
really love the ghost of Cincinnati. I mean, I also uh, like the second to last track, which is just a song that Aaron Dessner wrote about his brother. It's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Pricey. So cute. That is our show for the week. Um, and the month. Thank you for and the month. Yes. Good point. And the month. We will keep you up to date with the goings on and when we're going to be putting out episodes over the next few months on Twitter, which Andrew has been excellently and diligently taking care of. That's at Fresh Breast Pod. I've tweeted like twice in the last month. <laughs> yeah, but important times when you have. Um, you can see songs that we've talked about before on this show on our Spotify playlists, which are in the show notes. Andrew and I will be back with more music um, at, towards the end of September, um, where we'll try and cover the releases from that month um, so that you are still up to date with new stuff that we love. But until that time, I'm Gabe. I'm Andrew. And you have been listening to Fresh Press. Fresh Press.